happening, fam? This is uh, episode 93, Fumble Podcast. Um, I'm back to doing uh, the regular weeklies. Uh, I know I was uh, a little bit irregular with my schedule. Um, so we're going to be having our episodes out every Tuesday again uh, from uh, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, I'm Pej Maniac, your host, as you know. Uh, I got a new background. Uh, you better like it. <laughs> um, I um, follow me on on all uh, social media platforms. You know where to find me. Uh, subscribe to Fumble Podcast, of course. Uh, and as you know, I've been uh, for the most part dedicating my podcast to uh, the situation in Iran and uh, really uh, growing it to just uh, human rights for all these oppressed countries, including Iran, Afghanistan, Ukraine. Unfortunately, the list is longer than it should be. Um, uh, I have a great guest for us today, uh, and we have similar upbringings. He's also doing uh, amazing things uh, for uh, to be the voice of Iran, and he has a, a project called Unite and Conquer, uh, which we're going to talk about. But... Um, I would be remiss if I didn't give you give him the proper intro. Uh, Iman Hushmand is uh, the cool name he has. He was born in Koblenz, Germany, uh, of Iranian descent. Uh, he's been an entrepreneur since the age of 16. Um, I definitely was not an entrepreneur at 16. <laughs> I was just getting in trouble. But uh, <laughs> um, he holds a bachelor's and a dual master's in business from University of Maryland. So that's something we're talking about because that's where we both grew up. Um, uh, he's produced many uh, programs for the D.C. Persian community in hopes of uniting them, um, uniting that community, and he's continued to do that. Uh, ex exclusively Entertainment was in 2009, is, was uh, one of his uh, initial uh, companies or projects that he began. Um, he, uh, he has a love for music. That's another uh, commonality we have, um, and entertaining, which is... Uh, we're going to dive into as well. Um, his full bio I put in the description because he has uh, he contributed so much to the community um, that uh, you guys have to read it for yourselves. Um, and his latest project is, as I said, Unite and Conquer, which started in 2019. Um, and <clears throat> it's now fully focused uh, and shifted focus to uh, being the voice of Iran after the killing of Masa Jina Amini. Or Gina Massa, I mean, excuse me. Um, Iman, welcome to Fumble Podcast, man. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you having me on the podcast. Absolutely, man. Happy so New tell Year. me, let's start. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about um, Unite and Conquer. Let's start there because that's, you're, you're rocking the hat and everything. And, and I know you, you do the IG lives and um, kind of uh, bring people uh, up, to, up to date on that. Yeah, I mean, Unite and Conquer essentially originally was more of a labor of love, like a, a little passion thing. My main company, Exclusive Entertainment, is what I've been doing for all these years. We do like weddings and events, et cetera. And um, I just felt that I needed to do something exclusively for the Iranian community because my entertainment company in D.C. area was doing American events and Latin events, you know, Arab weddings, whatever it was. It was a more of an international and American focused um, 
company. And then because I was doing all these Iranian events throughout the years, I just felt like it was kind of diluting the exclusive entertainment brand. So in 2019, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something just for Iranians. And it's just going to be whenever I have time, whenever I want to do a podcast, I'll do a podcast whenever I want to do this, I'll do that. You know, like if I do a Persian concert, it'll be on here. So that's how it all began. And then pretty much right when I started the company, um, it's kind of like when the pandemic hit. And so I had a lot of time on my hands. So my main entertainment company was shut down, first domino to fall and the last one to get up. And so I had a lot of time to do conversations with Iranians that I found to be awesome and inspiring and motivational. And because I had a lot of connections um, with Iranian singers and actors and comedians, you know, I kind of leveraged that Rolodex of, of guests to kind of just do as many podcasts as I could. Unfortunately, they were all sitting on their hands too. So it kind of worked out nicely to kind of uh, get them on some long form uh, podcast episodes. And then uh, couldn't really do too, too many events. So we did a couple of live streams. We did like a 24 hour live stream during Noruz, our Persian New Year. And, um, you know, I put our DJs on live so they could play some Persian music while people are like in lockdown. So I kind of got into the online live stream part, but the whole time I was hoping that, you know what, live events will happen again. And so I, I moved down to Florida during the pandemic just because it was just my family was here and it's just much more open. Um, so I started doing a couple of events here for Iranian entrepreneurs this past year. Um, and then all of a sudden in September, when uh, the death of Gina Massa Amini happened, I was like, United and Conquer was built for this, is to rally the troops together, get people, uh, the, the whole community together. And I didn't know that many Iranians before September of 2022 in South Florida, because I had just basically moved down here. Um, but, um, and I and I was just looking for places to go protest. I didn't realize that they didn't have anyone here that was organizing. So I was like, shit, man, I, I do, I've been doing events for 25 years. I have this Iranian platform, which wasn't anything big and it still isn't anything big, but it wasn't that, it didn't take that long to get South Floridians together because there's only like 10,000 people in all of South Florida. And then for you know, every single week from September, October, November, we just kept on doing these protests. We did different demonstrations, and um, you know, it was amazing. Like meeting all these Iranians who were feeling the same way that you and I have been feeling, you know, and like wanting to do something and wanting to be a part of this movement and just making sure that the voices of Iranians are being heard. And so, Uniting Conquer has kind of been navigating through the pandemic and now the revolution. And really all we're trying to do is just make sure that we're elevating the voices and doing whatever that we can, whether it's live stream, whether it's local events, whether it's demonstrations, protests, performances, is to continue to uh, to bring us together and make sure that we can be the absolute loudest voice that, that we can be. So that's Unite and Conquer in, in a nutshell. <laughs> that's, that's amazing because... Uh your your voice is amplified just within the states alone you know you're in miami i'm in sacramento california just to give you perspective you know like uh opposite coasts and 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 you know um i i saw your video on instagram and i was like i have to reach out to this guy because um you're doing beautiful things and 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 it's not just us you know you i mean Unite and Conquer, everyone follow it. What is there a website? Is there a YouTube channel? Is there all of that? Yeah, I mean, on YouTube, Unite and Conquer. Instagram, it's at Let's Unite and Conquer. And then our website also, Let's Unite and Conquer.com. Perfect. Yeah, please, guys, go uh, the Iranian comedian and non-Iranian comedian, because it's I think it's bigger than just than that, because Unite uh, is is not with borders. It's, you know, it's uniting uh, 
people. So, uh, and, and that's kind of uh, what I wanted to ask about, and it'll tie back into Unite and Conquer, uh, is what grew your passion for wanting this to, to build this, something like this starting in 2009? Because, you know, it wasn't Unite and Conquer then, but uh, yeah. wanting that to bring the community together. Because I, I grew up in D.C. like you did, and, and it was uh, there's a lot of Iranians out there. And um, I remember as a kid, you know, my parents were all the Mehmunis were always at my, at my parents' house. And it was just one of those things like um, uh, Mehmuni, by the way, means gatherings in, in Farsi. Uh, but all the all the uh, like in the family, like just my family alone, it was just my dad always loved having guests over, you know. Um, and and uh, I think that stuck with me, um, like that mentality of just being together, you know, and then entertaining, you know, uh, uh, I, like yourself, uh, was involved in music and, um, I grew up, you know, being the clown of the family, whether they liked it or not. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but when we left, when we left Maryland in 2003 and, you know, most of my uncles and aunts are still out there. And, and it was just like, every time we called them, like every, you know, every often, every so often, you know, we're like, is everyone still getting together? And, and unfortunately, like a lot of times they were saying, you know, you guys were the life of the party, which it doesn't like, that didn't make sense to me. I was like, why, why did it have to be like that? Right. We didn't, it could have been, we can still get together and not, and then it, I started to think outside of the family, you know, and, and, uh, and it started to become more like, and then I started thinking outside of just the Iranian community. Um, and, you know, I grew up, uh, I was born in Iran, but I grew up in Maryland uh, from the age of eight all the way till 17. And then I moved out here and I've been here since. Um, but what I want to ask you is what, what, what grew that passion for you? You know how they say, like, you usually want what you can't get or what you don't have. And I feel like, uh, having been born in Iran, excuse me, born in Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people who didn't live in Iran, uh, or they didn't live in their motherland. I feel like anybody can relate to this. Um, you always have this yearning of like what it could be like. And you feel like a part of your identity is just kind of like missing. Like you kind of have to like fill a void. Um, and I feel like it's on a spectrum. And I think I went on the complete opposite of like all in trying to learn as much about my culture, um, wanted to be around my people as much as possible. And um, when I was born in Germany in 1980, my first 10 years, my parents had just immigrated right after revolution. And even though we were in a super small city in Koblenz, like at the time, like maybe like 40,000 people and maybe like 18 Iranians, I just felt like my, my, I remember my parents organizing events for Noruz and getting those uh, few Iranians together. And like, they used to have like monthly bowling nights with Iranians. So like, even though I was being born and raised in Germany, I felt that my parents were also these Iranian event organizers and wanted to be, be around their own people. And so part of it, I feel like it's just this natural yearning of wanting to be connected to your people. Uh, there's also an, a, a, an ingredient of your environment and your parents, you know, how much they care about it. And so they definitely cared a lot about uh, celebrating our, our, our Noruzes and doing all these different things throughout the whole year so that their children could feel as Iranian as possible, you know, and I'm sure most of it is also that they themselves wanted to have that feeling as well. Um, and so when I came to the States, uh, when I was 10 years old, I remember like just elementary, middle, high school, I could just never really fit in because I was mostly in places where there weren't that many 
Iranians. And then all of a sudden, when I was like 16 years old, I went to a wedding, like a family wedding, and I saw like a DJ for the first time live. And I saw that there was an Iranian DJ playing Iranian music. And I was like, what is this? I was like, I was like, who is this guy? How much is he getting paid? How hard is this? You know, literally. And then somebody is like, oh, he's getting paid $500. And in 1996, for a 16 year old, $500 is a lot, even right now, yeah. especially for like DJing. I was like, hell yeah, I can do this. Yeah. And I had a cousin who was the same age. His name was Jimon. I was like, Jimon, man, let's do this, man. Like, I don't, I didn't even own a CD play, a CD at that point ever. But I was like, and I didn't even know any Persian music, but I was like, I want to do this. And then uh, long story short, I kind of uh, just, we got into DJing. And very quickly, because there weren't that many DJ options, we started taking over all the Iranian weddings and, and, and events and whatever. And then all of a sudden, I just built a community of Iranians around. And I was like, holy shit. For the first time ever, I feel like I belong somewhere, you know, and so uh, it carried over to University of Maryland and being like the uh, Iranian Students Foundation, being one of the, the VPs of, of marketing and throughout college, I was DJing the Charsha Masuri events and Noru's events and, and Shabe Yalda and Mehrigan. And so, you know, throughout college, I went from being previously an insecure, can't fit in anywhere to like okay, now I have a community, you know? So I think that sense of belonging was a huge reason why from a very early age in the teenage years, um, I just knew that this is a community that I want to work with, that I want to serve, that I want to get closer with and and be connected to my people. Um, that's beautiful. I've been to those events, by the way, when I was... That's uh, <laughs> I, I, great. I, I know, but I'm sure we crossed paths. It's crazy, though, like uh, how... Um, it took till now, which is a great reason to. I love it. Yeah. To, to unite. Um, no pun intended. But um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's um, it's interesting, man. Because uh, what I want to ask you though is, uh, being born in Germany, you were born in in eighty nineteen eighty, like right after, like the art smack dab after the revolution came to a conclusion and and uh, led to this. I I call it a devolution because it it really took us back fifteen hundred years, right? And, and the king said the same thing. Now, um, I'm not here advocating for the king or anything like that. It's, it's all up to the Iranian people in Iran to choose their next government. But the, and, the, and, and, and I, I feel 2023 is, uh, it adds up to number seven. And, and to me, that's like, you know, it's, it's a fortunate year. And I think ideally by Nowruz um, this year, if we can get a, like, imagine how poetic that would be, man. It's just, you know, we got we got three months. <laughs> so it will be it will be one hell of a party, man. And we're gonna do an event, and I would love for you to be there and entertain um, our guests as best it, as you can. You know, it would be an honor, man. It would be an honor. Uh, the of of course, though, what what I was gonna ask you is, have you been? Have you ever gone to Iran? Have you visited? I, I visited one time uh, in 2000 when I was 20 years old, right before, because I, I was under my dad's uh, passport. And so if I went like another year, I would have to go to the military and I definitely yep. wasn't going to be doing that. So I was able to go for two weeks, uh, you know, Tehran, Shiraz, Esfahan, meet the family that I'd never seen in my entire life. And and that was the first and last time that I went there. What was, man, what was that experience for you like? you know man it was it was amazing because and this is one of the things that this revolution stripped uh many of us of is the fact that you know like your favorite uncle your favorite aunt you know you you never people didn't get a chance to do that because they wouldn't see their family for 10 20 30 40 years ever um and so all those years i was deprived of meeting my entire dad's side of the family and 
those those Noru's calls every year, they just don't hit right when you don't even know who this person is. And you're like, I'm on the Shatari. I'm on, okay, it's Happy New Year. And that's it. You right. talk to them once a year and you don't even want to do it because you have no connectivity with them. And that's so sad. That was like, that's like when you think about, like when you're young, you get annoyed at those phone calls, you know, but then when you get older, you're like, dude, that was taken away from us. Yeah, That was like, you know, our parents didn't get a chance to be around their children or their their brothers, their sisters to take care of their parents. Like it just, it threw everybody all over the world, you know, in the worst way possible. And, and we grew up having to not be able to experience the love of our grandparents going to their grandparents' home. Like many of our parents could, re- you know, remember from their childhood years, you know, all that stuff that everybody would want to have, you know? So a lot of us, our generation, the generation after us, um, you know, we, we didn't have that. So for me to have finally have met them, it was great. I had an amazing time for me to be able to go to Tehran, Shiraz, Esfahan, to go to Paris police. Like you always hear about Paris police and Tah Jamshid and Sio Sepol and like all this stuff. So to have actually experienced them in person um, to date is the greatest trip of my life. And to have spent it with my father was uh, was a very memorable thing that I'm very grateful for, you know, so it was awesome. That that is that is uh that's a that's a great uh trip, I I uh, unfortunately have not been back since I left. I was only eight when I left Iran, and uh, you know for me, uh, you know when you're a child, like everything that's out here, like and it's obvious, you know the corruption and 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 the evil that's take you know has been in in place since 1979. Um, I didn't really feel that as a kid, you know, like for me, like my memories in Iran is like my grandmother making gormasabzi and like, oh, that was great. You know, like it's just the pure things, you know, the simple things. But but that's actually what's driving this Gen Z and, and the women in Iran right now and, and, the, and the millennials and, and, the, and all of their supporters, you know, it's it's driving them because they're going back to that purity. Like Iran's purity is love, you know, Iran's purity is um there isn't any divide and Iran's purity is it, it comes with with wanting everyone to thrive it, it's it's just a beautiful uh nation with so much history you know that that these past 43 years uh has no chance of trying to cover up they can't right it it's um and we're and and they're proving it right now you know um and there's about eight million Iranians the diaspora outside of Iran um Iman and myself included. By the way, Iman's name translates to faith in English, which is uh, very fitting. Um, and uh, I'm I'm a little bit hip. And my last name translates to smart, which I'm not. So, you know, <laughs> have faith in, in my non-intelligence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not smart either, so I have faith to take care of it. So. <laughs> and you are smart, man. The, the fact that, um, you know, you, you've accomplished what you've accomplished uh over the past 20 uh, plus years um, is, is beautiful to see. We're children of revolution, right? We're children of, of post-revolution and, and, you know, your journey took you to Germany. My journey took me to Maryland from the get. And, um, you know, we were, I was born into the Baha'i religion too. So that was a whole other nice. challenge, you know, my family ch- uh, faced, uh, which That's is, a whole, yeah, it's, it's, it's the main reason why we left, you know, uh, they shut my dad's uh, business down in Saravan, which is under attack right now. Um, and they uh, shut it down three times. And by the third time, my dad, I'll never forget it. He sat my sister, myself and my mom around the little coffee table. He's like, and, and which means we're leaving Iran, but we're, we're going overseas. But it didn't, we literally didn't know where, you know, and uh, 
and and many Iranians share that same uh, story that are now you know outside of Iran. Um, so and with that's United, why, that's, that's by the way, all of us started to cut you up, but that's why people like you and I, it's personal. It's very you personal. Know? It's hundred percent personal. And and um, like you said, uh, you know, talking to your dais and uncles and uh, amus over there in Iran when you were younger, uh, it felt empty, right? Because you didn't have that connection. Not until later when you know. <clears throat> when we start to really break that down, we're like, damn, that we got robbed of that, right? So, um, you know, I, I was lucky, most of my uncles and aunts were already in the West, uh, in, in Maryland. So, uh, you know, it, it allowed me to kind of have that because I have an uncle in Iran now, uh, and, and he was, you know, he was uh, jailed for a while, uh, but I was able to see him. He was able to finally grant, he was granted a visa to come and visit his son in in Virginia, and we all got to see him after a long time. Nice. Uh, but but anyway, the point of all this is um, we're changing. We're changing. Uh, we're changing Iran for the better. Uh, obviously, people inside of Iran are doing all the work. We're just uh, we're just trying to amplify their voice, be their voice, as as uh, is uh, fittingly written in, in the background. Um, so with unite and conquer, I know you have uh, something big coming up, January eighteenth. So I want to, I want to, I want you to talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that throughout the pandemic, because we couldn't do anything, you know, we, we decided to dibble dabble with live streaming and podcasts and just, you know, creating content to reach an audience mm -hmm. um, virtually. And then, so, so that was an advantage that we had is that we had practice in this kind of stuff. And so um, even though it was great to gather the South Florida community together and, you know, there would be like a thousand people, 1500 people, like it was great. But I told my, we have about 70 volunteers called collectively the Uniters. And I told them like about two, three months ago, I was like, guys, this is great. We should do it. It allows our community to heal, to connect, to, to just feel like they're involved. We should keep on doing it. But I need to create content that reaches a global audience. It's like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough if I'm just putting together a thousand people in South Florida, like we have to leverage social media. We have to do this. I was like, I have to at least give it a shot. And the thing that came to mind was that I'm going to do a, originally it was going to be a 24 hour live stream because I had done one for Noru's uh, the year prior, but then I kind of thought about it. And just for time and resources and, and really financial um, reasons, I was like, let me just kind of do this 12 hours, 24 hours might be overwhelming for my for my team that I would have to drag down with me uh, during this type of like um, stress. And so we did a 12 hour live stream called the live stream rally for Iran. And um, it was on 11, 11, November 11th. And um, I just I just realized that for English speaking Iranians, we didn't have like a home to talk about what's going on, you know, and I, you could see here and there there were great. Uh, influencers and people that were doing great things to kind of spread the word, but we were all scattered all over. I was like, I'm going to go get together the 30 to 40, the best people that I can um, that have loud voices so that we can shine a spotlight on them showing what they're putting a spotlight on, you know? So just kind of bringing everybody on stage that has had their own stage, but on one virtual stage. So we came up with that and we did the 12 hour live stream and it was, it was amazing. Um, it got really positive, overwhelming response. And I was like, okay, so there's the proof of concept. Now we got to do more. What's more? I was like, we got to do either this more often or we got to do something similar, but I'm creating something online and we got to do something. And we came up with Countdown to Freedom in Iran, which mm -hmm. is going to be a weekly 
online series uh, every Wednesday night starting January 18th. And it's about two hours of programming where this time we're just going to have like one guest per episode where we go 30, 40 minutes deep into big things that they're doing and really just going after creme de la creme individuals that are really, really spending day and night um, amplifying the voice of Iranians or in some shape or form making a positive impact in the revolution and and just kind of like picking their brain and seeing what they're doing. Uh, we're going to spotlight uh, awesome people that are uh, uh, protest organizers around the world, you know, or if somebody is doing something very cool that's bringing awareness in their city, in their country, we're going to bring them on for a few minutes. We're going to have latest news and updates. As you know, every day there's something new happening uh, so that our, our our viewers can can at least once a week at the very minimum, I'll tell you why once a week a minimum, kind of get up to speed, you know, and just kind of like get like uh, the, the, the funneled down version of like the best news of the past week, you know, and then also, of course, we're going to uh, honor the victims. We're also going to be able to um, spread the names of individuals that might be at high risk for execution. Uh, as you know, like the way that it works right now is that if the government sees that certain names are being spread all over the world, there's literally a, a lower risk of them possibly being executed, you know, so it it really works. And anybody that doesn't think that uh, sharing an IG story doesn't work or sharing a hashtag doesn't work, you are deeply mistaken, you know, and get you need to get off the sideline and you need to join us because every one of our voices will help save as many lives as we can possibly imagine. So um, so so essentially, um, that's what we're going to be doing, you know, every, every Wednesday. Um, that's literally like my personal commitment and my capacity, but I'm hoping that with advertisers, with sponsors, um, uh, we'll be able to afford to produce more, more episodes. You know, I'm willing to donate all my time and do five days a week, you know, and, and I don't know if a lot of people know or not, but first of all, I highly recommend this new documentary that came out a couple months ago called Hostages on HBO Plus. It's a four part series about what happened in 79. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen that yet, but I I'm, highly recommend it. It's yeah. incredible documentary. Great um, um, interviews with people from all sides of the revolution, including the people that took the hostages, including the hostages, including left, right, like all the it's, it's phenomenally done. I learned so much from that. And it was just ironic to be watching that in September while the revolution of now was happening. So they didn't make it, you know, because of this, it was already created like last right. year. It's just a timing is insane. But um Nightline with Ted Koppel was created as a result of the 1982 hostage crisis, where when things were kind of like really coming to a head in America and like everybody was wondering what's happening to these 55 hostages, they started this nightly thing where Ted Koppel would come on every single night and doing interviews with journalists all over the world and giving updates of what's happening. And it was all eyes glued on that. And 43 years later, that show still exists, you know, obviously not Ted Koppel. So for me, it's like, man, English speaking Iranians, we do not have that, which is insane to me. Like I'm not a newscaster, but we now all have become journalists yeah. and, and whatever. So I'm like, fuck it, man. Like I yeah. apologize for cursing, but no, go for I was it. Like, yeah. you know, like we, 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 I told our whole team, I was like, local stuff is great, but whoever wants to all of a sudden become a producer, let's go, you know? Yeah. So, so we have like random individuals who just for the love of country are now co-producers. I was like, I want you all's names as co-producers of this, you know? So of like of our 70 uniters, about eight of them are now producers who like four months ago were HR directors yeah. and stay at home moms or whatever. But like, I was like, no, you're freaking producers and let's produce something that is truly of value and benefit to, to this movement, you know? And so I'm just crossing my fingers that 
uh, it'll be well received and that it'll get the support that it needs so that we can do this three, four, five nights a week, whatever it takes, so that then we really feel like, okay, we gave it all for this revolution. That is an amazing project. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help even put more eyes on it, I mean, Thank obviously you. here the podcast, but You're I want to I, 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 I do more. I want to, you know, like, uh, I feel like, I think one of the beautiful things about that's come out of this uh, dark period in Iran history is um, people have, the Iranian people inside and outside of Iran have never been more united, right? True. Uh, and True. it's, and it's, it's um, reminded us again that pure the purity in all of us that you know um, before we are any religion before we are uh, we have any cultural differences before we have any uh, uh, habitual differences we're all human beings man and 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 I think we've just gotten back down to the basics it's not a complicated matter it's actually a very simple thing we're all human beings um, and again. I grew up in, in, in America and um, I considered myself uh, an Iranian, uh, but, you know, culturally I was way more American. Right. And so it was just like, you know, I was in metal bands growing up and stuff like, you know, I was just uh, things that even my own like immediate family was would bat an eye at. Right. But it's like but it's hilarious because it came from something within me that was it's now. Uh, just like many of yourself and many other Iranians is, is, is this passion that we all have, uh, there's like a fire lit under our, all of our asses to do something, right? It's just like, it, because it's simplified, the Islamic Republic regime, which uh, I do stand up and I call it Mislam because it's not even Islam, uh, but it's like, they, it's black or white. They're killing anyone that questions any part of their uh terrorist organization and so it's simple okay if whether we march or don't march you're going to kill kill us so then uh we're done with you and and that's literally what's uh it's funny i call it their biggest mistake was being so aggressive right if if they if they actually wanted to sustain power they would have calmed the the fuck down but they didn't and and great because now you're out so um you know, it's um, it's a beautiful thing you're doing with Unite and Conquer. Guys, everyone uh, watching and listening, check out uh, January 18th. Uh, hopefully we get enough eyes on it and, and, and it's going to grow. I think because it's a you have pure intent, um, people are going to fuck with it and they're going to want to uh, hit it up every week and, and, you know, five days a week, like you said, uh, eventually. Right. So um, uh, go ahead and plug your channels one more time. I, I promise you 30 minutes. I don't want to go past that. So <laughs> no, I'm good, but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, yeah, on YouTube, it's uh, Unite and Conquer. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram at Let's Unite and Conquer. Um, if you want to follow me on my Instagram at Iman Hushmand. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to use your platform to talk about something that's obviously very near dear to me and to you as well. So keep on doing great stuff. I'm glad that we got connected through um, the content that we put out, you know, and yeah. so we hopefully get to continue to support each other. And we get to celebrate a free Iran this year, man. I, I genuinely believe it's right around the corner. One of my goals, I've said it on this podcast before is, uh, and then I'll, you know, we can end this. But uh, one of my goals is because I've never been back to Iran, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like I'm a very hippie guy. I didn't even know I was, but I guess I've become more hippie. But it's like 
I always feel like everything happens for a reason. Like you said, right? Like the timing of everything, right? Like that HBO Max uh, uh, documentary. How, why did it come out now, you know, or was it out before? Like, to me, all of these things are lining up. It's just something beautiful is happening. I believe there's a mental uh, evolution taking place right now in the world. Like, people are starting to grow grow beyond the limitations that we've created for ourselves. And I feel like we're realizing how much power, and I post this all the time, we the people have the power. But what I wanted to end on is uh, one of my goals, personal goals is, the time I'm going to go back to Iran, obviously, it's going to be a free Iran. But more importantly, I want to take all of the things I've built here in America. I want to take that, my stand-up, my music, my uh, acting. I want to take all of that vasat to Tehran. I just want to be like, you know, I want to do a stand-up in front of Azadi. You know, like that That to me is like, and we can make it happen, you know. Why the hell not? Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? And and we can combine our powers and and, and you know, conquer all of it speaking of conquer, uh, I conquer. exactly iman uh, i appreciate you coming on fumble podcast uh, everyone uh subscribe and follow to unite and conquer follow iman hushman on instagram and all his platforms i'll have them all on the screen here um i'm pej the maniac uh follow me you know where to find me fumble podcast uh, subscribe wherever you take it in video of this uh episode and all episodes are on youtube and spotify uh, this has been episode 93, and it's an important one. Uh, woman, law, freedom, uh, free Iran, peace in the Middle East. Thank you, Pesh. Thank you.